Hi, and welcome back to the Press Rewind Prince Lyric Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Brenninger. We are now up to episode 19, covering the track Dirty Mind, which is the first song on Prince's third album, Dirty Mind. He likes to do that. He likes to lead his albums off with the uh, title track. Uh, he did that on For You, he did it now on Dirty Mind, and he does it many more times over the next few years. Um, and it's just something he does for a while there. Dirty Mind, the album, was released on October 8th, 1980. Prince recorded it throughout much of early 1980. And if you think of the, you know, his age at the time, he would have been around 21, 22 years old, depending on when the particular track in question was recorded. So he's a young man. He's writing an album that's really kind of his 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 mission statement for the next few years. Um, I think at this point Prince was pretty pretty over the whole teen heartthrob thing, and you know really was wanting to break out of of that scene. And it wasn't so much that he didn't want to make R and B music anymore or funk music anymore, because obviously he didn't. He always made that type of music. He just wanted to, I think, expand on his his style and his sound a bit with the Dirty Mind album. You know, the first two records for Warner Brothers were really, I think, establishing him as a musician and as a singer, um, multi-instrumentalist, lyricist, and just getting his name out there. And the easiest way to do that was creating kind of... Um, Simple pop songs, you know, a lot of you know dance songs, disco tracks with some funk and guitar. Just it, they they appealed to a much narrower audience, but that audience ate him up. I mean, it, he was gaining popularity. The Prince album did have a crossover hit with "I Want to Be Your Lover," but for the most part, it was mostly uh, popular uh, on the black charts, on black radio, and I think. Because of Prince's ambitions, he he wanted to um, go beyond that level of popularity, and he, I think he probably figured the way to do that would be to change up his style and adapt more uh, rock elements, maybe a little more um, new wave elements to his to his music. And Dirty Mind was really the album to do that. But not only from a sound standpoint, from a lyrical standpoint. It was time to do something different with his with his songs, do something different with with the words that he was putting forth on his records. Uh, the first two albums were filled with lots of love songs and songs about relationships and puppy love and um, you know getting your heart broken, for example. And I, it, it, while there are songs, relationship songs, obviously on Dirty Mind. Um, this is really the first album where it's not heavily weighted down with relationship songs. And, you know, I don't know. I, I don't consider some songs that are very sexual in nature on this album to be relationship songs. Um, singing a song about wanting to have sex with somebody may seem like a relationship song on the surface, but it's really not, at least not in my mind. And so, you know, there, there's several of them on this, on this album. And, um, and it's just it's just for me it's it's a, his statement album it's his time to try something different and really make an artistic statement 
Dirty Mind for me is actually my favorite Prince album of the 90s. And no, you didn't hear me incorrectly. I said the 90s. So yes, I know that this album was released in 1980. And uh, and I was aware of its existence in the 80s. After the popularity of Purple Rain, you could go to a record store and you could find Prince's back catalog available, pretty readily available. And I don't know if that was the case uh, prior to to the Purple Rain or even maybe the 1999 success, it was something that I believe I'm sure was a you know the record record stores or stores in general any store that sold music um, they would they were filling a need and the need was to uh, stock Prince's back catalog for fans of 1999 and Purple Rain who wanted to go back and listen to some of Prince's older material. So I would imagine that these stores, and in my town growing up, I did not grow up in a big town. I did not have, or there was no mall in the town that I was living in at the time. So I would buy my music if I wasn't going to a bigger town to a mall where I had a, like a music land or Sam Goody. I was buying my music at stores like Walmart or even before Walmart existed in my town, uh, a store called Pomida. Pomida was like a little miniature department store, something that could um, fill a need for a small community that didn't have a Walmart or didn't have maybe a Kmart or even a Shopco, which is more of a a local chain and definitely no Targets. There were no Targets in any smaller communities. There still really isn't. But, you know, Pomida's, they they sold clothes, they sold um, toys, minimal groceries, electronics, uh, they had a little bit of everything, and they had a music section. And I remember going, checking out the Prince section of this particular Pomida store in my town growing up in Wisconsin. And um, I saw a few Prince albums that I had never heard of. At this time, I, I there was no internet, so obviously I had no way to, to go back and do like a Wikipedia search on Prince and find out all of his other records. So going to the store and seeing Purple Rain in 1999, which I already knew about, of course, but then seeing albums titled Controversy and just one that was called Prince, uh, an album for you. And then, of course, I saw the album titled Dirty Mind. And as a, as a 10-year-old, I knew, I knew what a dirty mind meant. Um, I knew what having a dirty mind meant. And so I was intrigued. I pulled the tape out of the, out of the shelves. I looked at it. It was in one of those uh, tapes, you know, um, tape holders, cassette holders. So you have a little tape at the top that's like enclosed in this molded plastic. And then on the end, there was um, just kind of like the frame of a plastic around it where you could like grip it and pull, hold it. And then you would take the whole thing to the checkout and they would take it out of the out of the little case. This was obviously meant to deter theft. Cassettes are small, easily fit in pockets or in, you know, coat pockets or whatever. So having this big, long plastic thing made it a lot harder to, to steal a cassette. Anyway, I remember looking at it and looking at the cover of the album and, and, you know, seeing Prince in his bikini briefs. And I was just like, what is that? <laughs> and I quickly put it back. I was, um, I was embarrassed to be looking at it. I didn't want anybody to see me looking at it. And part of me was thinking, you know, that kind of fits in the image of Prince that I had in my head at the time as very sexual and um, pretty open about that sexuality and not really hiding it. And but I still it didn't there was nothing that could have prepared me for that album cover so 
it stuck with me um, for that reason. Now, I'll go back to why I said it was my favorite Prince album of the 90s, though, because I, after that moment, you know, I just kind of, I just kind of put it aside and I, I really didn't pay any attention to that record moving forward. I just remembered it existed. I remember being embarrassed to look at it, a little ashamed, nervous to be seen looking at the album cover. And then uh, I forgot about it. So then come, of course, the uh, Hits and B-Sides collection that came out in 93, and I picked that up. And as everybody knows who is familiar with that collection, it, it spans Prince's entire career. So that means it goes all the way back to For You and moves forward from there. And there are, I believe, four songs, maybe? Four tracks off of Dirty Mind that made it made that collection. There was When You Were Mine, which was never actually a single, but it was it's a well-known song. Well, it wasn't a single in the United States, I should say. But it's a, it's a very popular Prince song. Um, Uptown, which was a single. Head would have made that collection, I believe. And then, of course, the, the title track, Dirty Mind, which was another single released off the album here in the United States. So hearing those songs and seeing in the liner notes, these all came from the album Dirty Mind. I, I And then I loved all four of them. I thought all four were amazing. And so I made a point of going back and finding Dirty Mind, and I, I found a cassette. In the, in, you know, in the early 90s, I was still buying cassettes. Uh, I was kind of going back and forth between cassettes and CDs. I kind of saved uh, CD purchases for some of the albums that I, I figured were slam dunks. Like, you know, my favorite artists were ones that were getting a lot of positive attention, a lot of positive reviews. And then I would buy cassettes if it was either... An, an artist that was maybe lesser known to me or kind of on, on the on the fringe of popularity or on the border of being critically acclaimed. So, you know, I, I don't know why I didn't buy the CD for Dirty Mind. Would, you would have thought that as a, as, a, as a big fan of Prince at the time still, even though I was kind of starting to lose a little interest in him after the Symbol um, album, I still didn't get the CD. I found a cassette. It was used. It was a used copy. It was, of course, so as you can imagine, a used 14-year-old cassette in 1994, I was, um, I got it for pretty cheap, as you can imagine. And I had a tape player in my car, and so I would pop in Dirty Mind in my car, drive around, you know, and it stayed in my vehicle for years, for many years. And it, it, uh, it was a tape I played very often in the 90s. And so that's why I say that it's my favorite Prince album of the 90s, because none of the other albums he made, actually made and released in the 90s, got as much play in in my tape players than Dirty Mind. And that's because it took me that long to discover it, it took me that long to acknowledge it, and it took me that long to appreciate it, and really listen to it, and understand what I consider to be a masterpiece and a genius record from a man who was really trying to step out and do something different. So the title track, Dirty Mind, was a single, as I mentioned. It was the second single, and really there were only two singles released in the United States, which tells me that the the record label was not happy with how this album was selling in comparison to the Prince album, which was successful, had a few singles, two of them, Really one that was a big hit and then one that was a modest hit. 
but Dirty Mind was a different album, and the first single off the album that was released by Warner Brothers was Uptown. Uptown's a party track. It's, you know, it's it's dance, it's upbeat, um, and there aren't a lot of really opportunities for singles off this album. They, they missed the boat a little bit on not releasing When You Were Mine, but that's neither here nor there. So Dirty Mind was a single, and uh, when you think about it, the song is just about Prince wanting to fuck. And that's essentially what he's trying to say throughout the entire song, is he just wants to have sex, he wants to fuck, and that's all Dirty Mind is um, from a lyrical standpoint. Now, the the beat is undeniable. It's just like this thumping synthesizer and drum kicks that just it's repetitive it's like metronomic it's a bit like um like a, i don't know like a craft work type style like style of song and um dr fang gets uh some co-writing credit for this track because i believe he came up with um you know the base basic synthesizer line that goes throughout the entire track so being that's a significant aspect of of the music in the song dirty mind it makes sense that you know he was given that co-writing credit and it was the first time that that had happened on a Prince album. You know, both of his previous two albums, everything was credited to Prince. Um, now, you know, I think Chris Moon got ultimately some co-writing credit for Soft and Wet, but that was from a lyrical standpoint. The The music is the first time any music, I believe, was credited to anyone other than, other than Prince. The opening verse for Dirty Mind goes, There's something about you, baby. It happens all the time. Whenever I'm around you, baby, I get a dirty mind. It doesn't matter where we are. doesn't matter who's around. doesn't matter. I just want to lay you down. What he's doing here is he's basically taking all the sentiments that he's already expressed in previous songs like Soft and Wet and When We're Dancing Close and Slow, maybe some Sexy Dancer and In Love. And he essentially crystallizes that into this one track. So he, he's trying to get to this place, but doing it in, in a very uh, covert manner and also not doing it consistently. So you would find pieces of this, this mindset in certain songs, but it wasn't, it wasn't like the mantra that this is, that's for sure. Uh, you just always got a little bit of a hint of his dirty mind on those, some of those uh, first couple of albums. But, you know, when, when the song is, is called Dirty Mind, when he, when he titles his album in lead track on the album, Dirty Mind, you know exactly what he's going to be singing about. And all you need to do is sit back and listen. So the whole doesn't matter, I just want to lay you down is a part of the song that he does repeat later on. And this is what I mean by he'll do something clever in um, in the bridge later, and we'll get to that. But that line comes back. So I guess the next it's it's a it's a chorus where it's chorus like, 
in structure because he has lines in in this next stanza that repeat themselves later in the song so you can kind of call it a chorus So then he says, in my daddy's car, it's you I really want to drive, but you never go too far. I may not be your kind of man, I may not be your style, but honey, all I want to do is just love you for a little while. So in my daddy's car, I don't know why he has to be driving his daddy's car, I guess he's, um, <laughs> I don't know if that's some sort of fetish <laughs> to have sex in his dad's car, I'm not, sure, not quite sure, or if he's singing this from the standpoint of somebody, you know, like a horny teenager who doesn't even, you know, have his own car yet, he has to borrow his dad's car to take his girlfriend out. It's probably more <laughs> in line with what he was going for with that line. It's you I really want to drive, so he likes the car drive metaphor for sex is being used here. It's not the first time, well, definitely won't be the last time. But you never go too far. I may not be your kind of man, I may not be your style. So here he's even saying, I don't really care if you like me at all. I don't. You may not even think that I'm all that attractive, or you may not even think that we have any hope for a relationship. All I want to do is love you for a little while. <laughs> so yeah, Prince is horny. He's he he wants to have sex, and he's telling this girl, "Are you down? You don't have to think that I'm the most attractive man." in the world. You don't you don't even have to look at me as as boyfriend material because I don't I don't give a shit. I just want when he says I want to love you for a little he wants to lay you down previously now he just wants to love you for a little while. He doesn't mean like be in love. So then the second verse comes through after that, because you know each of these each of these um, sections of, of words are kind of just right, one right after the other because uh, the music doesn't change a lot at this point. It's it's pretty steady, and some may consider the the way the song is structured is boring from a music standpoint because it is stay the same throughout for much of the song. Maybe not the entire song, but much of the song, but. I don't know, it's hypnotic to me, and I, I really enjoy it. So verse 2, he goes, If you've got the time, I'll give you some money to buy a dirty mind. Don't misunderstand me. I never fool around. But honey, you got me on my knees. Won't you please let me lay you down? So here he's, uh, If you've got the time, I'll give you some money. After the first two lines, you might be thinking, Is he soliciting a prostitute in this song? Or is he trying to insult this woman by saying, that she could be paid off, that uh, that she will have sex with this guy who she may not even be attracted to, <laughs> if if the price is right. So that's you th you're thinking he's about to get an insulting there, but then he he follows that up with to buy a dirty mine, which is clever and I like that. <laughs> 
And then he tells her not to misunderstand me. I never fool around. So I don't know why he felt compelled to put that on there. He's essentially um, in the song soliciting sex from a girl that we have to presume he's not even dating. He just wants he just wants to fuck her. And so I don't know where they're at <laughs> in this where this song takes place, but he's got it in his head that he needs to have sex and and while he's with that girl he's trying to say I'll never fool around, but I think that's just a line. I mean there's no way that a girl who is being propositioned in this way like he's propositioning this girl in dirty mind in this song would even believe a line like that i never fool around oh yeah until tomorrow maybe (laughs) or until you know next weekend but honey you got me on my knees won't you please let me lay you down so he just repeats that line he's begging a little bit there with adding the please like please please let me lay you down so then after that the, the music does change a little bit here at this point and this is you know kind of the bridge at this point um we get to that change in music and then he sings this this section of the song in a different um different tone it's almost like he's screaming it pleading it out of desperation I really get a dirty mind. And there's some echo that goes on after each one of these lines. I really get a dirty mind whenever you're around. It happens to me every time. You just gotta let me lay you, gotta let me lay you, lay you. You just gotta let me lay you, gotta let me lay you down. <laughs> I love that section. Because it, it's, it's brief. He sings those lines pretty quickly, um, especially towards the end. I tried to, I was originally going to just say those as if I was reading them off of a page, but I can't say those lines. You just got to let me lay, you got to let me lay, without singing it the way that it's actually sung in the song. I just can't do it. Um, it, it I think because it sounds silly, if you try to read it like a poem, because <laughs> it's it's not a poem, it's, it's lyrics to a song. And in this case, this bridge is awesome. I love this bridge. The way he sings it, the way the lines get quicker and quicker, and um, and how it kind of culminates in this repeated "you just gotta let me lay you down" phrase. He repeats it over and over, just as a reminder in case in case you didn't know, or in case the the woman in the song that he's singing to doesn't know, he wants to have sex with her. And the fact that he's saying that I really get a dirty mind whenever you're around, and he and he says dirty mind throughout the song so he says dirty mind in the first verse he says it in choruses he says it in the bridge he just peppers the that phrase throughout the song to kind of remind you what the song's title is but the song is all about pleading it's all about desperation it's all about a want and a need that's almost overwhelming to to prince to the um to the protagonist in this track
also the next grouping of words, which is probably once again, like I said, another chorus, but it's a slightly different, sung slightly differently with different words. He repeats the line about the daddy's car. So he goes, in my daddy's car, it's you I really want to drive. But now is where he changes the, the lyrics and what I believe the chorus is. Underneath the stars, I really get a dirty mind whenever you're around. I don't want to hurt you, baby. I only want to lay you down. And uh, that the end of the end of that chorus is when you get the real thumping drum track, the boom, 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 before the synthesizer line kicks back in, and that's how the song ends. And at this point, you know you've you've heard verse after verse and a couple of choruses in a bridge where he's just communicates in the way that Prince intended to communicate. I was going to say the way that Prince knows how, but he knows how to communicate longing and lust in much more effective, probably, and much more romantic ways that he does in this song. This isn't a romantic song at all. It's called Dirty Mind. The song is about in trying to convince a woman to let him lay her down. There's nothing romantic about this track. There's no intention for it to be romantic. It's not a song you play for a woman that you're trying to woo unless you're pretty sure that she's on the same page as you and, and it's it's time to have sex. And this might be your way to say, let's do it. But I <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. This is it's not a romantic song. It's not a hand-holding song. It's not a snuggle song. It's a sex song. And he doesn't have a lot of those up to this point. Because even a song like When We're Dancing Close and Slow, where he gets pretty explicit in what he's going to do with the woman in the song, um, the way that it's written and the way the music goes and the way that the whole song is structured in sounds, it comes across as a ballad. It's, it's, it's a ballad by, by any definition. It's just kind of a dirty ballad. Soften what's a dance song? Soft and Wet probably comes the closest to being a sex song up until Dirty Mind. And um, I think with this track, it's uh, it's super effective. It drew me in. Like, I I like the fact that it's, that it's repetitive as fuck. I like the fact that it's, it's almost like, uh, like a march. Like it's, you know, the, the drum beat and the synthesizer line it's almost like you can march to it, you know, just bob your head and march to it and and let let the music just take over, take you over, you know, and it's really the first shot in a, kind of a sexual revolution that Prince has embarked on with this album that will go through for the next couple albums after this. Shots were definitely fired with this track. Uh, if you were looking for your disco prince, sure, this the song is danceable, but it is not it is not a disco song from the standpoint of what what he's singing about, and definitely not in how it's structured. This is a it's a funk song, it's a dance song, but it's not a disco song, and it's it's a sex song. And it's awesome. It's amazing. I love Dirty Mind. To me, this is a perfect track. And this is a nearly perfect album. Which I can't wait to continue going down this path with this album. Because this is one of my favorites. 
of, of Prince's entire catalog, all 38 years worth of albums. This is in my top five, easily in my top five, and it I don't think it makes a lot of people's top five. Perfect song, blunt lyrics, straightforward, gets the point across, sets the tone. In and out, almost five minute long, so it's it's a lengthy song, and I get why people say it's maybe a little bit repetitive and gets a little boring, but I've never thought that. This song could be ten minutes long, and I would still love it. Give me a couple more verses, maybe another bridge, um, and just let that let that drum go, let that uh, drum machine kick. That synthesizer line is just heaven. Way to go, Prince. Way to go, Dr. Fink. This has been the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, get a hold of me on social media, PressRewind.net, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm on all three. Just search for Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. Thanks for joining me this episode, and uh, look forward to the next one. Bye.